Friday, December 15th, and I am getting shut out on fish tickets every single time I click refresh here on Ticketmaster for over an hour. There are over 30,000 people in line. I had a pretty good well-positioned number, but no, no, just not going to happen today. No luck for Damon Bruce on the fish front at the Sphere as soon as I click on anything, it vanishes. Just add tickets, add tickets. It's in a ridiculous amount of money for general admission, but I'll click it anyway. Just fuck it. Let's go. Add tickets. Click on it again. Nothing. Anything. Uh, spinning. No. Going to refresh. I mean, this is what you come to the plus for, to watch a grown man get shut out of the sphere trying to watch fish, but it's not going to happen, damn it. It's not going to happen. So anyways, we're going to chit-chat today. I have already put in the uh, in the chat a, a link for you to go ahead, and we're going to do a little Sports Phone Friday today. Let me go ahead and make sure that you're getting this from me. I just sent it again, and that is how you click on and say, hello, Damon, let's talk some sports today. And I'll tell you, we're not going to be talking too long, so I want you to get in here right now. Be aggressive. Don't be shy. Oh, I'm still working on this. This is, this is This is not good. This is not good broadcasting. Watching a grown man cry because he can't get his tickets. Nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants to watch that. Yet here we are. Here we are. So what's going on? It is good to have you here. I guess I officially have to focus on doing the show now. It's just refresh. So depressing. So depressing. Uh, it's all so depressing. I'm going to get skinned alive by some scalper. There is no doubt. Absolutely going to get skinned alive. And it is the job of the San Francisco 49ers to skin alive the Arizona Cardinals coming up on Sunday. We already did ourselves a uh, a Niners wake up. Yours truly and Larry Kruger were at it at about 830 this morning. And this is the single biggest just get it done game on the schedule for the 49ers. There is no excuses here. You cannot lose to the Arizona Cardinals. You cannot have a letdown game while the Eagles are in Seattle, while the Lions are dealing with a team that could beat them. This is a chance to really, really go ahead and stay on that path to a one seed, and it could be the last time all year long that the Eagles might trip up. And again, we're keeping an eye on the Lions because that's the way it goes. But man, it's just a... It, it's a it's a game that isn't sexy. As I said, this has got trap game kind of written all over it. It has got a real feeling of all you need to do is handle your business, so they better go out and take care of business. Uh, th yeah, this is no doubt about it. Damon, most people use bots now for buying tickets. And let me tell you, the demand on these tickets, any single guy who is a scalper or is a secondary ticket botter uh, trying to get in is going to just be all over this. All over this. Ooh, hello, little JJ Raider trying to make the day better. Uh, do you know if Larry likes to participate in safety meetings? Larry has stayed safe. Very, very safe. So, yes, he, Larry would be appreciative of a safety meeting, J.J. Raider, if you're asking what you might be bringing to uh, uh, Larry's meetup coming up on Sunday. Um, Damon, Fish gave a tremendous performance on Austin City Limits a few years ago. I was there not for Fish playing Austin City Limits, but just Trey. I, I went out to flow to Austin my first time, like hanging out in Austin, really, second time. Um, had a great time. What a cool venue that is. Again, this is supposedly the coolest venue in the, in the world here, this sphere, and you just simply cannot get in it at any reasonable rate. I keep on clicking refresh, and I just, I, I need to stop. I need to stop. And by the way, I need someone to go ahead and call in. We've got no bravery today. we got no one who wants to call and talk. Here we are on the plus. It is a sports phone Friday. Uh, we got a Niner game. We got the Warriors losing again last night. We got Draymond looking at an indefinite suspension. We got the Giants not doing nearly enough to stay competitive. At the same time, you got Buster Posey telling some truths about San Francisco that some people might not want told and how true it really is. I don't even know. 
But damn, there's an awful lot of problems getting players to the San Francisco Giants. And that predated any sort of pandemic, any kind of problems with downtown San Francisco. And you are right about this. You want to talk about things coming up this weekend? 82 Atlantic says, Damon, Indiana versus Kansas tomorrow. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big one. And Indiana, based on the way that they've been playing lately, might lose by 40. Kansas is really good. Indiana's trying to figure it out, trying to, trying to, trying to be a better team than they have been. I'm going to click refresh just one more time. If your host seems distracted today, it's because he is. And I normally don't like coming on here and wasting your time or being distracted. Oh, hold on. 309, something opened up. Two opened up. Nope. See, as soon as I get there, it vanishes. It just vanishes instantly. All right. I'm closing the computer. Enough of that. We need to say hello. We need to talk. It is a sports phone Friday. And look who is here for a sports phone Friday, little Niner gang. What's going on, Niner gang? How you doing? Damon, how are we doing on this fantastic Friday, buddy? Uh, you know, would have been doing better if I were able to get some tickets, but no dice, and that's the way it goes. Big boys don't cry. Nah, it happens, man. It happens. Man, did you catch any of that bullshit last night with Larry and them? What what happened? Man, they just got into some dumbass heated, excuse my language. It's all right. Dumb debate about game management situation. You and Larry was talking about it earlier. We did talk about it a little. I didn't see the show, but you know, I here's the thing. W when you call somebody a game manager, it is an insult to a professional quarterback. It absolutely is. It's like talking about, you know, man, I want to set you up with this girl. Well, what's she like? Well, she's got a great personality. That doesn't mean she's beautiful. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the way it's 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 a compliment, but it's not really a compliment, and we all know that. And there there's no doubt that there is a there is a group of Brock Purdy deniers who don't want to admit they're wrong. So they're inventing new ways to tell you he ain't it when he's clearly in so many different ways it. Dude, that guy could go 50 for 50, 30 touchdowns in one game, mind you. 500 rushing yards, and they would still say he didn't do enough. Oh, you know, he was in a system. He was in a system that allowed him to do that. And, and you it know, was that, that bullshit with that system coverage. That system quarterback thing is the biggest crock of BS I've ever heard in my life. How, what is the definition of an offense? It's a system, correct? Yeah. You got to be able to function in the system. You're doing YouTube. This is a system. You have to be able to function in this. To knock somebody for saying, oh, it's because he's got, Debo, IU, Christian, this, and it's not his fault. He didn't freaking say, Hey, Niners, I want you to pick me the last guy. Make sure you have this, that, and the other. No, he went to a good situation. Bless his heart. Lucky for him. And Kyle has a great system. Everything is a system in general. At okay. no point in time did anyone hold having Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and Andy Reid against Patrick Mahomes because what? He had a lot of different arm angles. He he fit the profile of that's a quarterback of the future that I would like more than this other kid who does not look like quarterback of the future, but certainly performs like one. You know, he wears his hat backwards. That must be it. There must be. You know what? Would you put your hat on backwards so I can oh. heart? You know, I used to respect you, but now I see what an absolute hooligan and lucky to be here contributor you really are. Oh, oh I mean, Niner, I'm I'm embarrassed for you, your family, who raised you. My God. Holy goodness gracious. I just need to whole I just need to go rethink my whole lifestyle. You know what? Now that your hat's back on the right way, I see a young man with a bright future who's clearly ahead of his time. Oh my goodness. I see you in a whole different light now. <laughs> it's amazing. It's freaking amazing. You know, and for Cam Newton, you know, I respect Jesse. I respect everybody's, you know, opinion as far as what they say, because I believe everybody's entitled to their own opinion, just like we're entitled to call bullshit on your opinion if we want to, you know, and for somebody to, for them, to, their, Jesse's point was to kind of like, well, Cam has a right to make this opinion, but on the flip side, he was getting upset with Larry because Larry was like, Cam had a shitty career. You know, all the knocks again, just because you go out and win an MVP, that don't mean shit. You well, know? no, look, I mean, look, look, there's no reason to have to tell you what Cam Newton was. Cam Newton was incredible, but he was never on. Like, 
a very good team. And he did all he could to take an average team and make it better than it really was. He had one really good year with a really good team around him. They went to and lost the Super Bowl. And, you know, like I like I, I don't want to do all of this backwards math on guys' careers. When I watched Cam play, I said, here's here's a good player. Here's someone who's really you know, he looks like a prototype of the future. He plays like it sometimes, but he was never in a situation where he could really be at his best. Situations dictate careers as much as talent. So to hold somebody's situation against them is just ridiculous. It's well, ridiculous. Prime example, Christian McCaffrey. Look right. What he did it when he was in Carolina. He was the only guy who was carrying the team. Had some good seasons, put together some good stuff. Look what he's doing at the Niners now because he has a great supporting cast. Back to with with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Look what happened to him in the Super Bowl when he lost one lineman, one lineman. Right. But that was a Super Bowl. Brock had Debo and Trent out, coming off his concussion. I mean, there was a few things stacking against him in those little three game stretch that we lost. You know, but those are regular season games, and you want to knock him for it. Patrick Mahomes lost one lineman. Andy Reid rotated his, moved his linemen around. I can't remember exactly what he did. He moved one guy to this and that, and they got destroyed. They got obliviated in that Super Bowl against Tom Brady. So you can't sit here and say or knock a guy for having good players because look what Patrick Mahone's doing today. Right. He hasn't got anybody to catch a ball besides right. Kelsey. And the, I have to say Kelsey's on his on a decline. The experiment, the experiment that everyone says Brock Purdy needs to run before they can make up their mind on him, it's being run in Kansas City right now. Yep. What happens when you take talent away from an everyone agrees is a very talented quarterback? Things change. 100%. Situations dictate outcomes at all times on a football field. I thank you, Niner Gang. I, th I really appreciate you being here, man. Thank you for being part of this community. I love your comments. I love your chats. And it's great to have you in here, brother. Thank you very much. Have a very happy holidays. You do the same, Damon. I'll catch you next time, buddy. Thank you. Niner gang, he gets a bang bang on the way out the door. That's what you get when you call yourself Niner gang. Look, it's Dan Coach Emilio. And we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not showing us how handsome you are this morning, Dan. Camera off. I don't know what's going on. Why I don't know. Camera not working? I don't know. <laughs> How are you, Dan? I can hear you. I'm doing great. I don't know why my camera's not working. Uh, it's all set up, but uh, maybe I need to. Uh, That's all right. On. Just I don't know. us with your wisdom. That's all we need. Anyway, as us with your wisdom. All right. Well, hey, Damon. Good to good to hear your voice and uh, good to see you. Even though you can't see me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I this is what I want to talk about the Niners. You, you're talking about a trap game, and uh, I'm looking at this schedule, and it it could just really work out great if the Niners take care of business. If Seattle, who's desperate to remain in this playoff hunt, and Philadelphia maybe going to go on their own three-game losing streak that the Niners went on, they're reeling. Uh, their defensive secondary is a mess right now. Uh, playing at the, you know, up in Seattle with the with the 12th man. Seattle beats the Eagles. Niners take care of business. If Then if they are one game up, and if Buffalo beats Dallas, which I think happens this weekend, Niners win one game up. Go take care of Baltimore and Washington. You can rest in week 18 easier said than done oh, again a lot of moving parts yes i'm not thinking about week 18 and nobody should be right now right Just handle the business in front of you and hopefully the league continues to break around the niners in the right way but you're on to something dan that i think is you can see it it feels like the eagles are on a little bit of a downslope of their season and i don't know if shanahan gave the league a blueprint or a way to get off on Philadelphia, but Philadelphia's defense is a shell of the defense that showed up in Kansas City and won that game at Arrowhead right now. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think... What, man, if, if we could see how handsome you were, we would hang out with you a little bit longer, but yeah, damn. I don't know. I got to, heck, all right. I don't know what the heck happened with the camera? 
it's great to have you here. I'll tell you that. It's good to hear your voice. I always enjoy your work very, very much. I'm a subscriber to Excellent. the uh, to the North. NorCal Sports Network, and I watch you, and I thank you for joining us here today. And if I don't see you on either a post or a pre or something of that shape or form, Merry, Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah, you too, Damon. And I'll, and I'll have to invite you on. We'll have to have you on when we uh, – we've been uh, talking a lot of Giants baseball this week with uh, – meetings going on and winter meetings and everything and the new signings but uh, i'd love to do something with you soon man absolutely thank you damon you guys have have a great weekend and uh, maybe we'll catch you possibly sunday after on larry's channel on the post game dan coach emilio thank you very very much great to have him on or at least hear him anyways it was really good to hear him we go to uh the next man in line cj gray hello cj let me uh make sure i shrink myself we can add you slide on into that camera shot we can see you how are you pal what's going on damon what's up with you um, nothing, man. I'm in, I'm enjoying the season. Been a Niner fan for well over 30 years. And, and it, it, this is just, this has been a heck of a ride. It was a long, dark tunnel for about 10 years. And I'm just glad that we got Shanahan and Lynch. I tell you, and, I love, it was I like love, a new era for us. I love a fan who didn't just get here yesterday. I love someone who's been through all the bitter and they're actually enjoying the sweet now that it's here. And you seem to be a guy who's appreciating the moment. A really good team having a really good season. It used to feel like a birthright for Niners fans, but then it did. It went away for over a decade, right? And so here it is again, and I'm glad that you appreciate it. I wish more people had an had had a had the the experience, had the the perspective that you bring to your sports season. I you're my kind of guy, CJ. No doubt about it. Where are you, where are you calling from today? Where are you? I'm in I'm in North Carolina. There you go. Go Tar Heels. Yeah. And the Tar Heels is my college. <laughs> is the college team. Um, but I drove, I drove, um, made a 10 hour drive from North Carolina to Pittsburgh on week one. Did you make and, it up there? It yeah. felt like there were a lot of Niners fans in that building that day. Yeah, it was a great game. And my commentary that I came from that game was watching it live was like, Man, this looks like the '89 or This looks like Montana and them and stuff. That's what it. That's what it looked like. And it was just so refreshing to see. And and I've been real um, hesitant on anointing Brock Purdy. Um, I can't. I've when I've gone on the shows and stuff, I haven't acted like man. I've been behind Brock the entire time, and I've seen it coming and all that. I was in the off season, like man, he, his arm strength is kind of limited. Man, he's got this surgery on his throwing arm. I don't know what we got. Hey, there were reasons. There were reasons to be concerned. Again, underestimating or discounting Brock Purdy has been an easy thing to do. None of this is supposed to happen. Everything that we've ever been taught about football says that the last guy in the draft will be lucky to make a roster for a year at best. That's how his career probably peaks. Nothing ever said you can find a franchise quarterback with the last pick in an NFL draft before. We've never seen anything like this. So you were right to be suspicious. And now I think as we're getting the data points back, you're right to start believing in what you're seeing. I think we have passed the, this is a lucky start. This is an illusion. I think what we're watching is real substantive quarterback play that if, hey, if Brock Purdy joined you in your home state today, and he were the Carolina Panthers quarterback today. I think the Carolina Panthers would get a little bit better. Would they be a playoff team? No, he's not a miracle worker. But I think he's got real translatable skills that would work in any NFL offense, not just Kyle's, not just with Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey as his teammates. I think this guy's got pick-up-and-play talent in a lot of teams. And if you look at, look at who Carolina took, number one overall, they took – a guy that's a smaller in stature and weight and height and all that. Right. Ben Brock Purdy, num number one overall. And and he, when he's in the huddle, man, I've seen a lot of Carolina Panthers games. He looked like a little kid. It looks like, <laughs> man, they take my kid to work day or something, make a wish or something like that. I don't know, man. They, they, they can talk about how they believe in their draft pick as much as they want. C.J. Stroud was the pick, and we can all yeah, see that now. And, and look, you don't know until the until it all starts. And, and the truth is, 
maybe young turns into something special for some guys. It takes a while before they find that switch on the wall and, and actually flip it. So we'll see, man. Hey, thank you for calling in. Thank you for watching. I hope you're subscribing and it's, it's a pleasure, oh, definitely. pleasure to have you here and Merry, Merry Christmas. Same to you, man. Uh, keep rocking on. Thank you, CJ. It was great talking to you. Thank you. I, I love it. Again, not one point did anything I ever do on a Bay Area radio station reach North Carolina. That's never happened before. We just had a we, we just I just talked to a 49er fan in North Carolina. We got to meet CJ CJ. How cool is that? That really is. Hey, by the way, before I continue with some phone calls, I will let you know that we will get to our good for ball, bad for ball segment brought to you a little bit later on in this show by our friends at Uncle Boys, baby. Uncle Boys, delicious cheeseburgers. Go get one in the inner rich. Uh, you'll be happy that you did. Try the lumpia. As always, we give love every single day, and we give it to Ike's, who is my primary sponsor over here. Ike is the man. His sandwiches are delicious. You're going to want to eat one this weekend. Make sure you use the Ike Rewards app when you're doing that. If you're going to have any gambling going on this weekend, go to mybookie.ag and use promo code Damon when you sign up over there for a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. That is mybookie.ag. And we will also let you know that the post-game show that I will be hosting starting at the two-minute warning of 49ers and Cardinals is brought to you by Dr. Paul Hughes, who has fixed my knee without surgery with just some stem cell treatment. And uh, my knee feels great right now. Your aching joints will feel a lot better. Go see Dr. Paul Hughes. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com if you want to avoid an orthopedic surgery. I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but you got to trust me there. We will get to our good for ball, bad for ball a little bit later on. But back to the calls we go, and we say hello to 49er Ultimate Report. We've talked to you a couple weeks in a row, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. Am, am I am, am I okay? You know, I see you. Time. You look great. You're not freezing. You you look crystal clear. All right. So first, I got to put my backwards cap on so I can there look he like is. Brock Birdie. There he is. You know, you look like you looked like a respectable young man. But the minute you put that cap on backwards, I'm questioning who you are, who <laughs> raised you, and your actual future. I'm worried. I'm really worried. <laughs> anyway, there's nothing wrong with wearing backwards hat, but you know, uh, in the spirit of Brock Purdy, yeah, like uh, Brock Purdy, like. When he came in last year, I, I was I was nervous just like everybody else because, you know, for whatever the reason, you know, when quarterbacks are drafted, you know, like we don't give these kids, you know, the, the respect that they deserve. And it doesn't matter if you're a number one pick or 263. I think that's what Brock Purdy is. It, it, all it matters is can you play football? Brock Purdy can play football. I've always said this. He's an NFL football player. He was drafted to the Niners. And we can always nitpick. He has McCaffrey. He has Debo, you know, Ayuk. You know, he has a great coach. You know, also uh, uh, Trent Williams to protect them and uh, George Kittle. You know, you know, it's not his fault. The Niners have been assembling a Super Bowl team. And if you just want to nitpick, 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 why don't we do that to Lamar Jackson, who is a fa fantastic quarterback, but I think he only has one playoff win. Like, he can, he can win in the playoffs. So it's weird that everybody wants it's it's Lamar Jackson or bust. It's Patrick Mahomes or bust. I don't understand these arguments that these fans say. He said, "Oh yeah, Brock Purdy's good, but he's not good." So like, and I asked him, "What does he have to do?" Oh, he had a, a perfect pass already. He could do more. Uh, he beat the Jaguars. He, he blew them out. He uh, blew out the Eagles. He blew out the the Cowboys. Oh, he can do more. So I just don't understand why people still are saying that he cannot play the game of football if he's doing all these great things. And I want to point out the 54-yard the pass to Debo Samuel. A quarterback who's just managing managing the game, you put Jimmy in that situation, who was the quarterback before uh, Brock, he, he would have thrown for the first read. Brock Purdy saw something during the play. That's hard to do for a quarterback when you see something when the play is going on and the pass rush and he just threw the ball down the field. That is a good play that shows why Brock Purdy was chosen over Trey, Jimmy, etc. That's, you know, why he should be given the respect he deserves. That's just my thoughts on the Brock Purdy thing. Anticipatory throws. He sees it before it's even there. And that's a hard thing to do. Larry and I were talking about that on Wake Up this morning. It takes trust. It takes know-how. It takes rhythm. It takes repetition. 
And again, for Brock to be this ahead of the curve that normally comes in year three or four of a career, not, you know, in the same calendar that his career has started in. We just, we like a week ago was when he made his debut as the 49ers starter last year, just a couple of weeks ago. So this guy has just been at it for over 12 months. And in that 12 months, we saw his growth retarded by the fact that he had to have an elbow surgery, which he has blown through. I mean, the guy's even a quick healer and no one's going to give him any credit for that. I mean, there, there are people who have decided telling you what Brock Purdy isn't is my cottage industry. And they don't want to admit that their cottages are burning down. And, you know, it, players, players seem to get it. And that would, that's what makes the, the Cam Newton thing a little different. I think Larry's on to something, too, when he says Cam Newton's all of a sudden trying to become a part of the media. And you can tell he wasn't ready for it because he's dealing with the backlash today. And he's like, whoa, yeah, wait, don't kill the messenger. I'm just listening to what I say, not who said it. No, 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 no. When you're a former professional athlete, your career is the jumping off point for all of your opinions about other athletes. So, you know, like, Cam can't have it both ways. There's a whole bunch of pundits who are realizing that they can't have it both ways. And it's just been an incredible story to watch. John, I, I thank you so much for, for being a part of the growth of this channel. I know you got your channel that you're trying to grow. Go ahead and promote it. I love it. All right. So uh, thank you very much for having me on. This time it was good. No more of this crazy, you know, like uh, being frozen. Yeah, 49ers right there, just down here. 49ers 49 Ultimate Report. Yeah, just type that. Very easy. You know, we're growing. We're, we're almost at 2,100 subscribers. Uh, it's been three long years. Wow, the time has, has passed so, so fast. And uh, I'm going to be completely honest. There's so many people I've listened to. I'm glad you, you are real, you're honest, and you're, you are unapologetic. That's the way I am. So keep doing your thing, man. Thank you very much, John. Merry Christmas to you. We'll talk to you again, hopefully real soon. Every Sports Phone Friday, it's great to have you a part of the show. It really is. We roll along, and this is Jesse. Jesse, Jesse wearing a Raiders hat. You get 63 hellos. One hello for every point. Hello, 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 Time 63. Congratulations. I'm not just wearing a Raiders hat. It's an Oakland Raiders hat. I believe they belong here. That stadium looked somewhat empty yesterday. Well, because more opposing fans walk in there than actual Raiders fans. And if you're a Charger fan, you were probably saying like, hey, should we go hit a blackjack table? About middle of that second quarter last night. You know, you, yes. you, you walked out of there at halftime and you didn't walk back in. <laughs> but yes, I have been a fan of you since I was in ninth grade. Wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I would listen to you on my ride home from school. And my mom was like, can we listen to something else? I'm like, no. And then she became a fan of you also. Well, thank you very much to uh, to, to, to Mama Jesse. What's, what's your mom's name? Uh, Bernadette. Thank you, Bernadette. I really appreciate it. Um, so anyways, you grew up a, a Raiders fan. Yes. You, uh, you're still a Raiders fan. Sadly, I grew up an A's fan, but now I'm a Dodgers fan because of Shohei Otani. I said... Since my A's are leaving, whoever Shohei Otani joins, I'm becoming a fan of that team. You know, I, I, I don't blame you. I don't think any A's fan needs to apologize for where they have put their loyalty after your loyalty was basically thrown in your face by the franchise. So you, yes. you, 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 you sign up for whatever rooting interest you want. You've earned that as an A's fan. Because the A's for a while ruined my love of baseball. So did um, Manfred, fuck him also. <laughs> uh, yeah. Happy, 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 Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah to everybody except John Fisher. Screw that guy. Yes. Do not shop at Gap, by the way. I heard their stock is down also. Oh, oh yeah. Trying to sell stock. There you go. Go get your jeans somewhere else. Anyways, Jesse, thank you very much for, for checking in. Thanks for listening since ninth grade, man. That's yes. many, many years that we've been together. And I thank you very, very much for, for being a part of my career. It means a lot. And thank you for being a part of the show today. Merry Christmas to you and, and Mama Bernadette. <laughs> Can I bring up one more thing? Yes. Just this is about the system quarterback thing. I have another analogy like for you. Okay. Would you be as successful if you were talking ab about the Orlando Magic or let's say the A's, if you were talking about the A's 24-7? No, 
No, situations dictate careers and success. And had I not been covering a Niner team that is this interesting and this globally discussed, my channel's not growing as quickly as it is. Had I had not the Warriors dynasty flash before me, I probably wouldn't have had as much success on the radio as I enjoyed before we came over here. So the teams that you cover, the location that you're in, will dictate your career uh, again, it, careers are dictated by situations in sports. That goes for athletes, that goes for journalists, that goes for broadcasters. But yes, I just want to thank you for everything, Damon. I was bummed that I did not meet you at the A's boycott. I was in the right field bleachers. I couldn't find you, though. I'm sorry we didn't meet there, but I'm glad we met today, Jesse. Thank you so much. Thank you. There he is. Jesse with his mama Bernadette. And I appreciate that very, very much. We got Mike Antics next in line. What's going on? Mike, how are you? What's up? Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. I love it. That's, <laughs> I get an extra nickel every single time someone calls in for the first time. So thank you. So um, I never listen to Sports Talk Radio, I mean, but I you know, just uh, channel through the stations, listen and I came and Gianna and I was hooked and uh yeah so ever since then to you every day and uh I was just uh when I heard uh was it dibs and uh took over out uh maybe he's just sick or whatnot and then the next day it was like oh shit and Kolsky and then and so I looked at the whiteboard and I was like, oh shit. And so I called up all my friends. They're Damon, Bruce, and Rattle. Are you crazy? Hey, laid off. There's, there's a difference. Laid off means we can't afford them. Fired <laughs> means I did something wrong. They couldn't afford There's a difference okay, there. But no, look, hey, they, they took something that I had away from me. And that was my audience. And that pissed me off more than anything. I've been able to develop a true kinship with my audience. We've been talking for generations of sports fans. I mean, a generation is about like every 10 years, you get a new generation. I've been doing yeah. it for nearly 20 years and I didn't even get a goodbye show. And so, yes, yeah. we are, we are here. We are vengeance and we're going to take it all back. And thank that you for be. being part of it, man. Thank you for following Absolutely. me. Because the real Damon Bruce, we get the real flute, and uh, I know that you were holding back on the air back, back then. I was going to say, but you couldn't because of corporate. But oh God, I'm see that form now, and that uh, you know we can we can hear the real real deal. And uh, thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate <laughs> it. Where are you, where are you listening from? Where are you calling from today? Oakland, uh, born and raised, um, you know, fuck Fisher, uh, the Warriors, oh, so sad, what's going on with that, Raiders, um, yeah, I'm an Oakland fan, and uh, I'm not a Niners fan, and I think it was J.J. Raider, maybe A.J. Cruz, who clearly a Niners fan, but I just want to hear what you're talk talking about, <sighs> the way you think think about stuff but i like the way you know this guy's knows and i i uh, appreciate well, nice you mike thank you very very much people want to know if you're still rocking like a razor flip phone oh uh i got like a galaxy nine there you go okay. there, there we go we knew, we knew i still was up there brother hey um what's going on with the warriors here um, I'm happy with the four rings. Look, I was there for the Marshall days where, you know, the We Believe. I was there. We beat Dallas. Um, I was there. And, and uh, look, if this is the last run, the championship, and four rings, hell yeah. Well, look, I, yeah, no, it's, it's, look, there's no such thing as, and they kept winning forever. That's not how sports works. Yeah. So we all know that this is going to come to an end. How much longer they can keep 
the window open is what we've been talking about the last couple of years. And this looks like it might be the year that it closes. Now, they've helped it close a little bit themselves with some of their some of their decisions and certainly Draymond's actions. And we will see if, you know, all all I can tell you is that there's nothing that's been decided in this NBA season, but an in-season tournament. There's a lot of basketball still to be played. Let's see where this all goes. It's not even Valentine's day. It's not even Christmas yet. So I did bet you $20 that they would win the chip this year and then take it. (laughs) So if they do mail that money right now, (laughs) <laughs> Look, uh, I like that Drake suspended, but he gets to still stay on the bench and he is there at the games. And so maybe this is the time where you step back and teach. Like if you're a savant and you're, you know, this basketball, teach these young guys kind of like a money ball where, um, you know, Brad Pitt told, uh, like, you know, the limelight that and teach these young guys i need you to be the older guy me draymond needs to be that guy like because you're action and here's the thing Uh, the only way draymond helps his team is be being out there and playing that's it that's it i mean i i think everyone kind of knows what they need to know i'm not in for symbolism i'm not in for whispers and ears i need rebounds and assists and points and 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 defense and that's where draymond owes yeah. this team that he needs to get back on the court and he needs to stop being just an asshole about his entire life. Mike, it was great to see you. Thank you, Mike. Mike, we, we, we could keep on talking, but I got other people in line here and it looks yeah, like I'm talking to you from 1993 and it, we'll talk again soon though, brother. Thank you very, very much for being here. The Plucers, all the best wishes and all the safest Plucers. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a heavy thumb there, Mike. Happy holidays to you. And next in line, we bring in the chef. Look at, oh, she's got the blades ready to go. Those are good knives. A a buddy of mine who's also a a big industry person has the same knives. I recognize the handle. How are you, Amy? Hey, I'm doing great, Dave. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so very much. What uh, What's on the menu for Christmas this year? Or well, in you know, your case, as, you're coming out of Hanukkah. What, what was the big uh, What was the big uh, um, uh, meal for you in Hanukkah? Well, you know, Damon, the, the Hanukkah thing, that's basically for the kids. It was started like back in the day in America where they really pushed the celebration to, you know, have the little Jewish kids not feel so I don't get any Christmas stuff, you know, so they, <laughs> they did that. So that wasn't that big of a deal. And I'm working so much, you know, it's just actually my wife cooks for me. <laughs> Great pork chops last night. There you go. That's I, I, I like the, so you're the chef. Yes. But she does the cooking. Absolutely. There, there you go. Yeah. That's, right. That's, that's a woman in charge right there. That's, that's what, love. That, that's that, love. That right? is. Yeah. Uh, how, how does, uh, how does she compare to, uh, your concoctions well she's gotten as she would say a lot better because she understands salt now because Ah. i kept teaching her about salt and uh, she understands about acid and balance and she you know i tasted the pork chop i said what'd you do why is this a little smoky she said oh i deglazed with jack daniels Hello. I mean, have you ever felt more in love than in that moment in your life? Did you it think was, this is my it, person? I mean, you know, stars were coming out of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chef Amy, what's going on against these Cardinals? Is it going to get done? What, what, what are we looking at? A take oh, care yeah. of your business Sunday for the Niners? Yes, it's it's like no doubt. You know, they're just going to they're going to kill it. They're going to crush it. And I'm, I'll see them in the Super Bowl. Here's the thing. You know, I've been a fan from the Montana days, you know, that's mm-hmm. what happened. You know, I've been here since the mid seventies. So I've been a huge uh, fan. And um, this feels similar in that the team really plays like a team. You know, they're all like, you know, kind of going after the quarterback together and they're all like helping each other out now on the secondary. And I was a little worried when Travarius Ward went down, but whew, good replacements, huh? Yeah, no, I mean, team depth is important. No one's going to hold against the Niners' defense. Well, look at how well they're built. Look at how deep they are. But it's held against the offense for Brock. It's it's just really, really odd. You know, 
when your argument is this guy isn't who I who you think he is because he's surrounded by this really good football team, that's the point. That's the goal. Every team is trying to build a really good football team to surround their quarterback with. So to hold it against anyone means you don't even understand what the real experiment that everyone is running here in the first place is. It's just, it's nuts. I, this is what happens, Amy, when you got 24 hours to fill. Exactly. This is what happens. We can we drift out of the stuff that matters into all the bullshit that doesn't. And that's, I think, the problem with media these days. Yeah, it's a bunch of dribble at this point. Um, Yeah, I mean, the thing is about, you know, filling in and having a good team around you. That's true in the food world. And it's probably true in other industries. But, you know, if I didn't have a good staff, I couldn't do good stuff. I had to really dumb down the menu. Maybe like, you know, some uh, coaches have to dumb down a playbook for a new rookie quarterback filling or a, a starter. And so it wasn't until I had some skilled workers that I could say, okay, now we can fucking do risotto because you guys are going to fuck it up otherwise. And I will not put my name behind a mushy risotto, please. I mean, nothing gets people sent home faster on top chef than a mushy risotto. Yeah. We know that. We know. Um, that. And then uh, one, I, I wanted to mention Draymond good for ball or bad for ball. And that's actually a question, um, you know, somewhat tongue in cheek because I think he's, Draymond's bad for Draymond, but is he, is it good to have a villain uh, nationwide? I don't know. And what will this do to his legacy? Will they just remember him as the guy who fucked up the Warriors or is he still, oh, he's really good? So he is absolutely tipping the balance of how he's going to be remembered to the negative more than the positive. But his career is also not over. And he'll have plenty of time. And America loves to forgive and forget. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Draymond Green is that junkyard dog. And every single team needs the about to pop off and maybe hit someone guy on their roster. Now, the problem is for Draymond is he's actually doing it. You're supposed to represent represent the threat more than the reality of that happening. But every team needs. And I remember that. So I, I, I did a lot of. Uh, I was in and out of public and Catholic schooling in my younger life. And I remember there was um, a brother, which is, you know, uh, the JV version of a priest. I don't mean an African-American teacher. There's a priest and then there's brothers, you know, the the guys who are thinking about being a priest, but they're not quite there yet. You know, they're um, and and he was also the coach of the football team. And he was a Notre Dame guy. And this is when Notre Dame was in a little bit of their their uh, down years. And 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 he said, you know, our problem in South Bend is we need some murderers and rapists on this team, too. Which made me go, wow, for a priest to say that is, you know, for a brother to say Say that I was I was I couldn't believe he just said that, but I knew what he was saying. He doesn't mean we need actual murderers and rape. What he means is we need an element of danger on this team. We can't you, you don't win with a bunch of choir boys. You need one Dre Greenlaw. You need one Draymond Green. You need one uh, Dennis Rodman. You need one guy who might at any moment be the dude who pops off. It's good for the team to know that they've got that guy in the foxhole with them. And look, Draymond's still going to serve a purpose for the Warriors that that will make us forget about this. I mean, we, you, you have to compartmentalize things about him. You really do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially when he apologizes. You know how this country loves someone who admits that, oh, I screwed up. I'm going to, you know, and he actually, appears to do so should we send brother muzona after him (laughs) look you you are watching the wire totally margie and i are into the middle of season three thank you absolutely it's great wait until you get to the season with the kids it gets it gets better and then you get to the season about the newspaper and the journalists oh it gets so good You're just, you're halfway through. You're, you, there's so much good still coming to you. And by the way, just so you know that the women here know what the hell it is they're talking about. Leslie, who you know from being in the chat every day, says even chefs need someone else to cook for them sometimes. Yes, that's so true, Leslie. Hey, um, and then I, I, I want to um, leave, leave Irwin with something, if I may. Because Irwin was on the chat yesterday. Yes, crispy sushi rice what you know sort of like well i knew you know whatever i never heard i thought you did long grain rice to make it crispy and i want to say hey Irwin, think paella right oh, that's totally rod on the bottom right you know that that oh yeah layer so and that's with a short grain rice 
you know, a bomba rice, which is not dissimilar from rice used for sushi rice. So yes, it can be crispyized, as most things can be crispy, including me a few hours from t uh, now. I will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we get along. Seriously, if I were an older, uh, if 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 I were a professional chef, Jewish lesbian, I would be you. <laughs> Thank you, darling. I would be you, and I think if That's you were a male heterosexual sportscaster, you might have been me. Oh, I totally would have been. I would have been indeed. Chef Amy, God bless. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, everybody. Great to see you. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah to you, your wife, to everyone. Look at the cool community that we have. Look at the people who are coming in here. I mean, every single swath of life, every vocation, every background. We love sports and we love them together. It's a special thing. This little community, this goofy, goofy community that we have built together, our little island of misfit toys comes together once again, and I thank you all for calling in today. Uh, yeah, you, Dave, thank you, True Blue, forever. Imagine, you also look like Seth Rogen. Am I still that much Seth Rogen-y? Is it the glasses? Is it really, is it me or is it the glasses and, the, and, the, and, and this, and, and this? I don't know. It's good. It's fine. It's part of it. <laughs> it's part of the allure of whatever this is. Hey, I want to remind you to, if you missed the conversation that I had with FP Santangelo, go watch that video. It was awesome hanging out with FP. And what I really want to do is now get to one of my favorite moments of the week where we do the Uncle Boy's Good for Ball, Bad for Ball segment. And let me just tell you that FP Santangelo is good for ball. What a great guy. What a truly, truly, really nice guy he is. And he has the mind of a broadcaster, the background of a former major leaguer, and just the spirit of a really good guy. Wherever FP decides to resurface, he is going to do very, very well there, whether it just be on YouTube or another channel or part of the Giants broadcasting team in some capacity and many capacities. That guy is going to be in really, really good shape for a very, very long time. Bad for ball. Bad for ball brings us to Draymond Green again. But what we also are going to look at is where this indefinite suspension is really coming from. The Golden State Warriors, you for the first time in this dynastic run, have officially been labeled as bad for ball by the NBA itself. This is a, a, a suspension of Draymond Green, but it's even bigger than that. This is basically the NBA telling the Golden State Warriors, you cannot have an inmate running the asylum. You cannot have this player dictating how you go out and conduct business on the court. And if it's just him who acts like this, then just him has got to sit down. It's one thing to say, you know, you need to dial back your physicality a little bit. It's another thing for the league to say, it's time to check you into a mental hospital. And that's what the league just did. The league just said, Draymond, you can't come back until you get your mentals right. You need to talk to a psychologist. You need to talk to a psychiatrist. You need to go about reprogramming the human being that steps on the court. And one of the reasons why you have to do that is because your coach and your franchise has let this junkyard dog off the leash for way too long. And we're going to put you not just back on the leash, we're putting you in the kennel. And we'll tell you when you can come out again. And it's not going to be your team that tells you you can come out of the kennel now. It's going to be a bigger entity than that. And that's what the league is telling the Golden State Warriors. Not only is this guy out of control, but you fucked this up too. Steve Kerr and let's be honest, Steph Curry, you fucked this up a little bit. It's not Steph Curry's job to police other men in his locker room, except it is. It is. You know, one of the one of the points that I have heard 
in all of this, you know, Draymond analysis, somebody said, you know, if Draymond were a Laker, there is no way LeBron would let him get away with this shit. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, you can say, well, the problem there is still Draymond and it's him disrespecting Steph Curry. But it's also Steph Curry not asserting himself to the point where like, hey, dude, you got nothing to do but listen to me. Your job is to do what the fuck it is I say. I'm going to the Hall of Fame and you might get there one day, but it's only me dragging you into Springfield. You didn't drag me into anything. Draymond Green needs to be more respectful of his teammate who is so galactically better at him than every element of basketball, except for maybe defense, that there, Draymond should serve but one master the rest of his life, and that master is Draymond. That master is Steph Curry. Because we all know that if Draymond were a Laker, he would be blowing LeBron every chance to get. Draymond wears an opposing uniform, and he still blows LeBron James. Imagine if they were teammates. So, Golden State Warriors, you've just been told by the NBA, get your house in order. And Steph, it's your house. So I guess you're most responsible for it because I don't know when Steve's, how about this? It doesn't matter when Steve decides to leave. You're going to be here forever if you want to be. This is your team, Steph, more than anyone else's. It's your team. So you tell your teammates what it is you need from them. And if they don't provide what you need for them, you go up to your GM and you say, trade this motherfucker. It's time for Steph to take it out and whip it around a little. It really is. He, he is the only one having a season on this entire team. He is the only guy out there just every single night doing what needs to be done. Now, there are other guys who, given more of an opportunity, I think would join that party as well. But this has got to be Steph Curry telling Draymond Green, here's the new world. You're living in it. It's my world. You do what I say. You have no permission to put anybody in headlocks or roundhouse left, backwards roundhouse left anybody. Stop acting like a fucking asshole every single time we go play a basketball game. And I don't, I'm not interested in your feelings about this anymore, Draymond. I'm the boss. You're the employee. Do what it is I fucking say. And that is not who Steph is. That's why he's so beloved. But I think it's who he needs to be. It's time for Steph Curry to go away from the sugar cubes and go to the whip hand on Draymond Green. All of the talks, all of the conversations, all the meetings, all the gentle caressing and massaging of getting Draymond to be who he needs to be, we've done all that. Sometimes, in order to get your message across, you have to beat somebody over the head with a lead pipe. We have reached the lead pipe portion of Steph Curry and Draymond's relationship. I really believe that. And after the lead pipe, if that doesn't work, then there's a trade. Then there's a transaction. And that's where we are. That's where we are. So thank you to Uncle Boys for a good for ball, bad for ball. We've got one more call to get to, and then I'm wrapping it up, because guess what? The Duchess is in town. They were going to go to a little lunch today. We're going to have a little fun. The boys come home from school and grandma's going to be here. And mom comes back from New York a little bit later on this night. We've all got asked out of fish tickets at the Sphere. So this is going to get really expensive. Yeah, Jillian. Oh, yep. There was only one. No, 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 no tickets, no handicap. The system is screwed up. Tried for all four nights. Same situation with all the hand. Yeah, just... This is going to get expensive. Oh, damn. All right. Final call of the show. Today. We've got a T from the 203, our friend Trevor. What's going on, pal? Dude, it is raining and cloudy in South Florida, so it feels like the Northeast all the way down here. Right I, say, I didn't even think they allowed that down there. <laughs> no, I, I, I told myself when I moved in here, like I moved down here, like the law says they're not supposed to have this many rainy days in South Florida during the month of December. It's an absolute outrage. <laughs> Here's the only silver lining to your rain. At no point in time will you be shoveling your driveway. No, you no. Deal with some rain, but no shovels. So congrats. I will, I will be shoveling sand in case it goes into my parking lot. That's the only <laughs> thing I'll go. be shoveling. Filling sandbags. 
Oh, yeah. Can we talk a little baseball? Because I, I saw the Buster Posey comes. I think it's an absolute disgrace. I think he should be fired on the spot for saying that loudly in public. Am I crazy to say that? So, I again, I don't understand how it serves him. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Or maybe he feels like it's 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 the it needs to be put on the table. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is an element to that now. I'm going to tell you that baseball of all the sports probably has the most conservative leaning clubhouse you're going to find in any sport. Um, and I think think that their first second is hockey. I'll say maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That feels about right. Um, you know, anywhere where you have that amount of white people making money, you get Mm -hmm. conservative. Um, but maybe he really felt that this is a part of the hurdle that they cannot clear right now. Mm-hmm. Riddle me this, Batman. Explain the 15 years preceding the pandemic. Explain all the years where San Francisco was being advertised as the everyone wants to live there beacon on the hill of Camelot to the point where the rents are what we're complaining about. Mm-hmm. Not people in the streets, not all these shut down storefronts. Like during the everybody's partying and doing cocaine days in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I, you know, they, they still weren't signing free agents. No, you had Barry Bonds and you had like other people that they were developing players. You right. Know? So it, so if you, maybe there's something to this going on right now, but if you retrofit that excuse to the prior 15 years, it doesn't make any sense at all. No, it so doesn't. I would say that the problem is more inside the ballpark than it is outside in the city. Agree. I think he. I think he's really like he missed it wide right. Like Florida State kicker missing it on a on a game winning field. I just think he missed the mark. And plus, you're doing it during free agency, which you're starting trying to recruit people. That looks really really bad on you and the team as well. Like, right. what is the mission statement for free agency? You got to get players here. And this is again, I would lean into Draymond. If I yeah. had one question for Draymond, it would simply be, "What's your end game?" Yes. Like, where do you think this goes? Where do you think acting like this, comporting yourself like this is going to get you in your career? And that's what I would ask Buster Posey. What's your end game by saying this out loud? Are you just trying to get the heat off of Farhan a little bit? Is that the end game? Are you just trying to explain why the money in San Francisco is is just being refused by everyone you offer it to? Like, I, where do you want this to go? Or at any point in time, are the Giants going to be at the forefront of cleaning up the tenderloin? Because I doubt they do that. No, right? they will never do that. <laughs> if the Giants really do think that the cleanliness of San Francisco is impending their free agency, then they should be buying Zambonis <laughs> to be cleaning up the streets of San Francisco and laying down fresh sheets of ice for everyone in every neighborhood. Like it, I'm going to tell you right now, if you told me, well, the reason why no one will come to your house is because of this weed that you've got growing out in front. I go, I go trim the weed. Yeah. So if the giants really feel that way, pony up, uh, you know, $15 million for a downtown San Francisco, scrub it clean effort or do something, do, do something. It sounds like very HOA, like you know, and you're in an HOA like community. Like Buster Posey pulled that. That's what I think of it, honestly. Right. You, 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 uh, you can't have your grass more than five inches uh, in length. You, you, the HOA agrees that you have to mow your lawn every three weeks, and you're five weeks past since mowing your lawn last. So we're gonna we're gonna fine you six hundred dollars or something. The HOA is not happy with you parking your truck in your in the direction of the driveway right, right. now. No. Please move it. No laundry machines on the front lawn, according to your <laughs> HOA. Only the fancy HOAs will tell you no laundry machines on the front lawn. No Southern HOAs, no. by the way, uh, subscribe to that. You're allowed to have laundry on your front lawn in the South. But it's great to see a T from the 203. I'm Thank so sorry. For- I, I'm so sorry. I've been busy this whole week. That's a, it's all right. We are in the thick of NBA season down here. You're a busy there. man. You're a busy man. You got Jaime Hawkins hype to, to spread around South Beach. He is the best thing ever. I'll let you. I'll send you some clips if you need any. By the way, because we know one thing: right out the gate after the holiday season, we have Heat Warriors basketball action, yo. It's the matchup that Damon and T from the two hundred three wanted. That's for sure. I don't know if everyone wanted that, but we're going to get it no matter what. Thank you very much. And if we don't see it before now and and Christmas, merry merry Christmas, brother.
I'll be around because I'm alone down here on the holidays. There you, oh, well, then guess what? We'll be spending Christmas together because we're going to start going right at the two-minute warning of that 49ers and Ravens game. Oh, yes. And we'll have you here, hopefully, for that. Trevor, thank you so much, pal. Great to see you, and it was great to have all of you in here. Thank you so very, very much for being a part of this. It means a lot to me, my family. The channel is growing. It is happening. The algorithm is loving. Again, yesterday, I had a conversation with... With FP, uh, we posted one video after that, and with very little me pushing the channel out yesterday, it was still the largest viewed day in the history of my channel. Um, thank you. Thank you so very, very much for making it all happen. It means a lot. The Duchess is here, which means we are going to forego any disco face Damon Club Plus, not necessary because we were all able to sit at the bar and hang out and talk out and talk it out with each other on the video chats. Thanks for coming in for a uh, a, a sports phone Friday here on the Plus. Thanks for being a part of this. And I just want to uh, wish all of you a very, very happy holidays and remind you that sports don't build character. They reveal it.